0: Good morning, this is Andy Brewer coming from the Technology Outreach Center at Northwest AHEC here at Wake Forest Baptist Health. And this morning I have Bobby F. Kimbrough Jr., who's the host of Off the Cuffs with Kimbrough. So he's podcast host and uh, currently seeking his Ph.D. And he also happens to be the sheriff of Forsyth County. So, Pleasure to be here. I'm glad, I'm glad you could come. Um, we were talking before we got started about the overlap that that we have um, here at Northwest AHEC, and our mission is to um, serve the uh, public in our 17-county region um, with the goal of improving the supply, distribution, and quality of health and human services personnel, especially in primary care, through diverse community and academic partnerships. And I think that there's overlap between... Servicing humanity from a healthcare perspective and one from a law enforcement perspective. So um, I'll just start from there. First of all, uh, tell me about your PhD pursuit. How's well, that going? Well, first
1: of all, I want to thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, I'm honored to be here today to, to have the discussion. But the pursuit for a uh, PhD in uh, organizational leadership is a struggle. It's been a struggle <laughs> with uh, my schedule in terms of workload in terms of all the things that I have on my plate. But I just believe that, you know, stretching myself will better myself. So um, I I welcome the challenge. And also I've learned a lot along the way. So –
0: Well, I I recognize that. I got my master's degree when I had four small children. And, uh, you know, there's never – a good time and it's never too late. Um, So that's how I approach that. Um, You know, I, have I really appreciate uh, your podcast. I've been listening to some of the episodes and how uh, uh, unabashed and how uh, brave and courage, courageous you are for just, you know, anything is open and uh, open for discussion and and, uh, you're willing to share so much information with the public and, (laughs) And, and and you describe your agency as a full service agency, so um, I think that's part and parcel of of what you're doing with your podcast and communicating, and, and building that trust uh, with with the community.
1: Right. So I, I I when we decided to build a podcast, one of the things that we wanted to do was be able to put out information and be transparent. You know, whether you're talking about. Healthcare or social issues or criminal justice issues, you know, transparency has to be at the forefront of the conversation. And so, we felt like that by creating the podcast, we could be transparent. We could let people uh, have a voice as well as sharing truth giving, you know, an opinion without being political, without being biased, but to give true information. And I think that's what moves the needle when people can have a conversation. In other words, can we just talk? Mm-hmm. Can we share information? Because at the end of the day, it's about servicing people and making the society better. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I I think that, you know, just by doing that, you show how comfortable you are with sharing and putting a real human face on on that. And, and that is a huge part of building trust with the community definitely. is showing, you know, hey, you're in this position of authority and power and serving the community. But you're also a human being and, and showing how vulnerable yourself can be. And that's hard to do for a lot of people.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, I. One of the things that I, I promised myself and I promised uh, God that um, at this point in my life, I was going to be truthful and transparent. You know, we go through phases of life where um, we're not free. When I say free, I mean from a perspective of you have to be careful what you say. You know, all my life when I worked for the police department, I had to be careful what I said because I could be held accountable for Conduct of me coming If I said something Against uh, the organization As a special agent I had to be careful If I said something Against the government Or if I spoke Something that was Classified information alone, I don't held Accountable I could be arrested Well in the position That I'm in now And I, I thank the people Of this county And God every day Because I'm obligated To the people I answer to the people God and myself And that's it Mm -hmm. And so I can be truthfully Not have to Worry about If I say something That offends somebody That I can be fired It's like If you said something That would offend uh, This organization Which you work for Mm -hmm. They could march you Out the door If I said that Only the people can do that every four years, and so the truth is is a very, very humbling and empowering place, and that is what I promise that I will give the people, and that is transparency and truth, and so that's what I will give them every day on every issue that I have knowledge about.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's been said if you open your mouth making noise, you're going to offend somebody. That's true. That's true. and, And so everyone can find if they're looking for. Something And I've had to, you know, I've had to kind of dance around certain things when I'm sitting in this seat because this is kind of a side project for me. And uh, uh, I've had I started out with clinicians and faculty here at the medical center and I could see how very careful they were with the words. And once I opened it up to community leaders and community movers and shakers and people who were just hands uh, in the dirt in the community, um, I saw how they were a lot more uh, open to share ideas and truths and hard facts about our community. And I think that that's very important that helps us solve the issues that we face um, to have those honest conversations. Because if we don't talk honestly and don't look at facts and um, as ma- as much as they might hurt us, uh, be able to build resilience from that and improve and grow.
1: Yeah. You know, you, you, you said something that was interesting that how, You'd have certain guests on here and they would dance around or they would they would be careful how they chose their words. Because knowledge is powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, knowledge for lack of knowledge, people perish. Whether it's health care, whether it's Knowledge is powerful No matter how you slice it Having knowledge that I may not have Empowers you That's why people spend Thousands and thousands And millions of dollars To educate their children And to educate themselves Because knowledge is powerful This is like we talk about healthcare What we're talking about today You could have knowledge About a specific virus Or how to cure that And a country may not That's power Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we have researchers So I think that we've got to be transparent. You know, we, we can't hold certain things from one another that whether it enslaves us or whether it, it keeps us from being who we should be um, physically mentally and even from a health perspective
0: mm-hmm. I think that's right I love the quote from uh, Bob Marley emancipate yourself from mental slavery and that it starts and I, I love a lot of the things that you say in your podcast is individual responsibility and accountability Without and question. and some of, and you you prove that by your actions with the uh, what is it the BK uh, uh, what's Branded the? for knowledge, yeah, yes. Branded for knowledge, and just being that mentor and that role model, um, especially for young men who, who who seem to be kind of the forgotten lot of our society. You know, where everything's about empowering women to do women in STEM and right, and and and, and building that up, which is sorely needed. And, you know, uh, and, and and is a good thing, but we can't leave uh, a whole segment out. And I think can't. that. I think that it's great to have role models like yourself getting involved at that level to, to share that message that knowledge is power and the, and the best way to achieve that power that every one of us holds, uh, is to accept personal responsibility and, uh, Use the truth to hold yourself accountable. And then I think good things come off of that.
1: Oh, without question. You know, I, I always tell the story about I could have been a lot of things in life. I could have been, I could have been locked up. I, I could have been dead now. Uh, I grew up, uh, most people know I grew up in East Winston. I grew mm-hmm. up right across the street from Bloom Park, diagonally mm-hmm. across from Bloom Park. Uh, had great parents. Both of my parents uh, lived in the house with me. Uh, but at the same time, I went out into a community. That was different from, I could have been a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I I had people that saw something in me that steered me. I had great uh, mentors from Mo Um I could go on from, mm-hmm. you know, several people that saw something in me that even said, hey, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Even the local dope fiend in the neighborhood saw something in me and would talk to me about. Don't never be like me. Mm -hmm. Don't never succumb to this. Mm -hmm. You know, be something. Go somewhere. And, you know, I was fascinated by planes leaving Smith-Reynolds Airport. I would sit right there on the picnic table in Bloom Park and see planes leaving and going. And I was like, what would it be like to go Across the country or go somewhere And I would get on my bicycle and ride up 25th street Here 25th street west And I don't know if you've ever been up 25th street And you mm-hmm. cross over university Well right when you start to go into uh, What we call the high rent section The zip the, code changes The zip code changes The pavement changes yeah, right I'm, there Yeah I've
0: noticed
1: that The pavement mm-hmm. The pavement changes right there As well as the houses The size The cost and everything mm-hmm. And you're talking about less than mm-hmm a football field literally from Thurman Street Mm -hmm. maybe two football fields Mm -hmm. uh, two, three hundred yards. So, I was amazed as a little boy how close wealth and poverty there was just a line that separated a line of demarcation. And so, I I saw that as a little boy, you know, while I had parents who were able to provide and care for me and so into me, but I saw poverty around me. I saw guys around me that went to prison out of high school, literally, mm-hmm. uh, ran into one of them in a barbershop a couple weeks ago, just got back home, mm-hmm. right? We talk in 1979, he's just getting back home. Right. And so I see the disparity, whether it's health, whether it's uh the social issues, whether it's criminal issues, and I I, I myself try to make a, a a intentional and I say intentional because it has to be intentional effort to bring people together From different You know Silos in this community You know This, this community is Very wealthy At the same time We have pockets of poverty mm-hmm. This community is very uh, Rich We're blessed to have Novant system We're blessed to have The Baptist uh, Hospital here We're blessed to have that But yet we have a population of people that don't have access to these systems. Mm-hmm. We're very blessed to have a Wake Forest University, a Winston-Salem State University, a Salem College, a uh, Forsyth Tech. But yet we have a population of people that don't have access to that.
0: Mm-hmm. We're
1: very blessed to have so many systems in place, but yet we have a 14-year life expectancy difference, difference yeah. in one part of the county. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, with all these universities that I named, probably forgot or two one or two. <laughs> Salem, North Carolina School of Arts, uh, Piedmont uh, University, mm-hmm. Piedmont International, uh, which is a great university. Um, there there is too many learn institutions of learning for us to have a pocket of this county where literacy, uh, the reading scores, the math scores are bottom. Mm-hmm. As comparative to other parts of the county and other counties in the state mm-hmm. we we are better than this we can we can come together and so every day my objective is is to bring those resources together and try to bring people together i I, I don't care what your political affiliation don't matter to yeah. me, don't matter what your race, color sex I don't care about that mm-hmm. what cares what I care about is the betterment of all of us. we in this together. Mm-hmm. If we ain't figured it out yet, shame on us. We are in this together as people, as human beings, as brothers and sisters from the human race, bottom line.
0: Yeah, amen to that. Um, there's a lot there you said. Uh, first of all, I wanted to start out with uh, the message that I think I got from one of the things you said is that there's wisdom all around us? I mean, the the dope fiend who said, "Hey, you know, don't become like me." That was wisdom he was sharing uh, with you in in his own way. And then, uh, you know, all the places you saw just watching the airplanes. I mean, that's wonderment. You know, you were wondering, you know, what is out there, and then the realization of the reality of uh you know, crossing that pavement line where the asphalt gets real smooth. You know, um and, and you know, for those that don't know, Winston-Salem is uh, you know, we have 52, um, and that really divides. I mean Winston Salem's still one of the most segregated cities. Eighth. Eighth in America, yeah. So so uh and there's been a lot of initiatives to 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 blend that better. And I think I think there's progress being made. And I'm i I'm I'm the eternal optimist. So I'm gonna I'm gonna err to the side of the good things. That's going on, of course. And um, uh, uh, where was I going with that? Just the fact that um, the social determinants um, of health, which you pointed out very acutely with that statistic that there's a 14 year difference in lifespan if you're in. Two seven one zero, whatever it is, to say two seven one zero six or whatever. Two seven
1: one zero two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it, it's 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 real. The, the the numbers are real, and we can't uh, we can't skirt around those. We have to address those head on. And and one of the initiatives that we've been um, doing in our education is 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 uh, being real intentional. Again, the word you said there is intentional with. Uh, highlighting those social determinants and making that um, a part of everyday healthcare care professionals practice in recognizing that. And one of the examples that uh, another guest of mine used was that, you know, the, the doctor who has a patient, there's a power differential there. And when they say, hey, come back next Tuesday at 10 um, and the patient just shakes their head and says, yeah, I can do that or I'll be here knowing full well that they're in their mind going, well, the bus doesn't run on, you know, in this route. And and they just don't have the they don't have what they feel is the agency to say, well, no, I, I can't make that. I need to do it this. So we're trying to be intentional about uh, those uh, very well resourced uh, uh, clinicians, let's say, um, recognize that and be very int- uh, intentional about um asking the questions that need to be asked to say hey um i'm going to set up this appointment here's the time i have available is, is there anything preventing you from being here at that time so there's a different question is like be here at 10 on tuesday versus can you be here at 10 on tuesday so those are some of the things just a, a, a basic example of how we're trying to in, uh, integrate that into all our education so i think the 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 um the intentions are there. I think the the actions are, are are being taken to correct a lot of these things. And and, and uh, I wanted to continue on to uh, bridge those similarities between your world uh, in law enforcement and, and the community service there versus or not versus but with the healthcare system because we are at the um, spearhead of social determinants of health because a lot of people use that emergency room just yards away from us that you know for their healthcare provider and and we see people you know i walk through the hallways here and i said it many times is that um we see people here that don't want to be here they're here they're, they're having the worst day of their lives. you know and and probably you get that from from your world when you're when you're bringing someone in for a you know something bad that's happened. I mean they don't want to be there. But but we're all in this to uh bring something of value, I guess I'd say. And I don't really have a question there, but
1: <laughs> I was just So so just to share something with your thought that ran through my mind as you were talking. So a lot of people probably out there saying, Well, you know what? That's not my problem. I went to school. I educated myself. I have Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or whatever you may have. So it's not my responsibility to worry about that zip code or the have-nots. But that's not true. It is your responsibility. That's the price you pay for being in this space, on this space called Earth. So we all have a stake in this. But when you were talking, I was thinking about the disparity of how Healthcare. We're talking healthcare in my world. Trying mm-hmm. to merge the two. So go with me. So you have a person who may have a mental health issue. Right. That mental health issue causes them to 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 uh, commit a criminal act, which becomes a criminal issue, which lines them up, winds them up in the detention center, mm-hmm. the jail. And so if we address the elements, most of the time we just pull the fruit and never address the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. Think about, just imagine this. So at the Forsyth County Detention Center, we average about seven to 800. I don't refer to them as inmates. I refer to them as residents and clients. We, we have about 800 averaging 750 to 800 uh, mm-hmm. residents, a day at the detention center. Mm -hmm. A lot of them have health issues, mental health issues. We have basically a small hospital within the detention center Mm -hmm. to take care of the meds, to take care of uh, addiction issues. It runs the gamut, the gamut. And so, the struggle that we deal with is trying to provide safe, secure place while housing those residents at the same time addressing health issues and mental issues that behavior issues, I should say, that had nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. It's just that because we have been charged or we have the obligation uh, by law to provide uh, custody and service for them, we now have to take on everything that they bring with them. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I have asked for and would love to have a conversation with the powers that be in the medical systems here, whether it's Nova, whether it's Baptist, to say, hey, how can you help us increase that Mm-hmm. at the detention center. How can you send some of your resources to help us in this county, help us with the well path, help us with all the things that we're doing to increase the service level that we provide, mm-hmm. right? But the the pushback is well, I don't want to go into that environment and provide medical care or medical service because there's a lot of liability in there. There's liability waking up every day in Mm -hmm. this world. There's liability in crossing the street, Mm -hmm. you know. So I, I think that we've got to move away from this. That's your problem. That's my problem. Right. Because there are so many systems in this society that if we brought them together, that's power in we. That's power and force multipliers. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some things that you have at Baptist and Novant that I don't have. There are some when I was coming down the hallway walking into your podcast room, I saw more PhDs <laughs> than I've ever seen in my life.
0: That was just one hallway. That
1: was one hallway, right? <laughs> you you got a whole every door I passed was PhD, MD, PhD, nuclear this, nuclear, all kinds of uh, uh, disciplines, right? Imagine if some of that talent and some of that resource that we sit down at the same table, you know, we are sitting here now with a table that sits about seven people. Just imagine we brought some of those uh, thought leaders in, healthcare, uh, behavioral. You know, right now we're actually making space, we're creating a behavioral unit inside of the detention center. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought that 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. right? But imagine how strong that unit could be if I could get some help from Baptist, Novon. Mm-hmm. That's my plug asking for a little help. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah, Imagine
1: how strong we could be with that unit. Imagine what groundbreaking we would do compared to any other thing that's going on across this country. Mm-hmm. If we came together and said, you know what, our medical care system here in this county, Baptist and Nova are going to chip in, uh, our our, our our resources and see how we can make that system better of taking care of the least of the people to, to bring them and to give them the care and behavioral uh, uh, help that they may need. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting, because when you said that about the you know, you bring someone in society kind of, at least my mind, uh, I'll be honest and say, you know, OK, the problem's been dealt with. They but, write them but off. It's just started. It just, it seems like, yeah, you know, we forget about it. I'm Like, okay, well, that person's taken care of. And that's, you know, no, that's just starting. What, what got them there? It was a whole series of events and issues that had not been dealt with probably um, adequately from their own resources or resourcefulness. But they got there, and then now it becomes y'all's problem. And society's just like, well, they got that. And so I didn't think about that. And I'm glad you opened my eyes to that. You
1: know, I want to issue a challenge to all of your listeners all across this county, all across this state, all across this country. I want anyone that has influence and affluence to go visit the local detention center, Mm -hmm. okay? In this county, I challenge the CEOs, uh, the executives of Novant Baptist, all of the power brokers and those that have influence and affluence in this county to call me And let me give you a tour of our detention center. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the tour is for you to go and see that they're human beings. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Some of them have committed misdemeanors. Some of them have committed horrific crimes. Mm -hmm. But we cannot let that one decision define our society or those persons. Mm -hmm. And while you're on that tour, I want you to look at it from a strategic point. What can I do to make it better? I would love for the Novant and Baptist CEOs and those that that push the buttons, those that have the power of the pen, to come and sit with me and go through my facility and say, hey, let me show you what we can do from a medical standpoint, how we can make it better, Mm -hmm. how we can help treat those that need help. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, is that that door opens up at some point. And they return back mm-hmm. to the cities in which they're in. In this case, they return back to the sidewalks of winston salem Site County. Mm-hmm. And regardless of where you live in this county, you have no idea who's walking beside you. You have no idea who you're going to come in t- contact with, mm-hmm. who may be offered them is, who may have could have been helped and we didn't help. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, there's an old adage that every every word that I say or everything that I do can't help everybody. But every word or every act that I do can help somebody. Mm-hmm. And so my point is that by doing that, we can make a difference. We can change atmospheres. Mm-hmm. And when you change atmospheres, you change outcomes. Yeah. You cause chain reactions. And so what I'm saying is that we've got to look at this from a collective perspective how can we collectively come together and make change? Mm-hmm. How can we build a stronger place? Yeah. You know, I I, I, I tell the story. My wife worked at Baptist Hospital for years before she passed. She worked here for years uh, over in the trauma unit, Clementine. And when she passed, every day I used to make a point to walk through the cemetery. I did. It was my way of, morning it was my way of crying just i don't know connecting with her honor to... right and so i would look at the headstones i would see birth dates i would see exit dates i would see my birth date right beside her headstone i saw her exit date but no exit date for me i see that same phenomenon playing out the whole cemetery and it hit me one day that one day in some point in time, there's gonna be an exit date for me, for you, for him, for them, for all of us. But the question I ask myself every day, how did and how will I live between that hyphen? Mm-hmm. How will I live between the dates? And so every day now that God gives me the opportunity to wake up, I try to make a difference in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, at 58 years old, I've seen more years, and I'm going to see. I doubt if I see, nor do I want to see 116. Right. <laughs> so my point is, what kind of indelible footprint can I leave now? Mm-hmm. What can I do to empower people? What can I do to speak truth to power? Mm-hmm. What can I do to make this place better? Mm-hmm. And that's how I move every day. That is my mantra.
0: Yeah. Well, that that you know, I discussed that very topic in a recent podcast, and we were. Citing the uh, preamble and and the word posterity and and how different that is from prosperity. Exactly. And, And posterity is, you know, what you leave behind as your legacy. How do people remember you? And I think that's something that we should all think about on a daily basis when you get up what am i going to do today that's going to make the world a better place and and if everyone did that, not just what i'm going to say i'm going to do but what i'm actually going to put into action and i think there's a lot of talk about social determinants and and, uh, combating racism and empowerment and all these things but um, you know, I think if we put all those words into real action, our communities would, would be way more healthy than they are. And, and that's a staggering statistic. You gave me about 800 residents a day at the detention center. That's a lot of people.
1: I mean, who are you a, I mean, really, I mean, I see the numbers every day. But I can I just go back to something you were talking about, about health? Think mm-hmm. about this. So. If you don't have access to the system, you don't have funding, you you're poor, you you're mm-hmm. in a poverty place in your life. You don't have a job. You don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have insurance, there are things that you would normally go to the doctor for if you had insurance, mm-hmm. if you could pay the co-payment, then now that you have nothing, you suffer through it, mm-hmm. which could have been a treatable illness now becomes something that's complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone knows the sooner you see the doctor, the better your chances of healing, the better your chance of being cured. Mm -hmm. So in certain communities that don't have access to healthcare, that don't have access to the system, what do you have other than poverty? Whatever do you have other than uh, illness? Whatever do you have other than a bad situation? Mm -hmm. And so you can have all the money in the world, but if you have poor health,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I tell my kids that a lot. You know, give
1: me health any day. Any health is the key. Yeah. If I got health, everything else I can get. Mm-hmm. If I don't have health, ain't nothing I can do. Real. Yep. So we gotta make we gotta make this this health care. We talk about health care. We gotta make it accessible, even to those that had don't that that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people in this society. That didn't choose to be poor. Mm-hmm. They didn't choose to be in certain situations. Mm-hmm. You can't choose your health, mm-hmm. you know. The things that I'm seeing now and reading that it's basically predetermined based on a lot of DNA, how you eat, where mm-hmm. you live, what you come in contact with. Mm-hmm. So you say a child is born in that zip code that we talked about. Conversation I had with the director of health of Forsyth County, he enlightened me about some things. One of the things that he told me is that when you're in a situation like that, you know, and you don't have access then it affects your diet,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what you eat, it affects affects the environment, and then it starts to affect what you have access to, then it starts to affect you from a psychological standpoint of view. Mm-hmm. And if stress, and then stress kicks in, and we all know what stress causes. Stress mm-hmm. you Cortisol,
0: can, yeah. Exactly.
1: You can connect stress to basically all the major illnesses mm-hmm. known to man and those that are still not known to us, right? Yeah. So... Health care, whether we want to accept it or not, is a very powerful thing. Yeah. And imagine if you don't have it. Can you imagine living a life where you don't have insurance? There are people out there that don't have health insurance. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that are aching, that have issues, that dare not go to the hospital because they can't afford the co payment. Yeah. They can't afford a doctor's visit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: Yeah, and it's not from a lack of resources from our country, you know, and that's, that's, that I think to me is the most egregious, uh, thing and, and action of our country that doesn't get, doesn't seem to get the dialogue that it needs is that we can afford regime change wars across the world, but we can't afford to give our, citizens health care affordably and and that is a that's a sin that's a real sin it's the great
1: to me my opinion i'm entitled to a pain you know pain is like hard <laughs> good bad and different some outdated some you know but anyway my opinion is it's the greatest country on the planet mm-hmm. i say that because uh you know i serve this country as a special agent i've worked in other countries i've been other places mm-hmm. um you know people say all the time you know she ain't what she used to be, but she ain't what she could be, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's better than what she used to be. So, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I think that we have all of the, 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 the parts to be anything we want to be in this country. Mm-hmm. And if you just bring it back down to this county, uh, and I'm probably biased on this. To me, this is the the greatest county in the in the world, as far as I'm concerned. You know, <laughs> Amen. Uh, it raised me, gave me everything that I have and mm-hmm. everything that I need, and so. But we can be better in this county. Mm-hmm. We have resources in this county that is on a management. Very wealthy county. Yep. Very wealthy. If we just bring from your silo to my side, I'll bring all these places and all our resources to the table mm-hmm. and let's sit See how can we make healthcare better? Mm-hmm. How can we make the criminal justice system better? How can we make the educational system better? How can we make all the systems in our society, in our community better? Mm-hmm. If we did that, can you imagine the power if some of these entities in this community sat down together and funnel all their energy and resources on one particular project?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Prime example of it. Particular school in this in this area, we adopted a school in this in this uh, county, North Hills Elementary. Mm-hmm. You know, we decided, hey, we're going to put all our resources in that one school. We start bringing attention to it, resources, raising money. We had people come in and join us. The Chris Paul Foundation. We had uh, a lot of people, well, all kinds of people from all over this community. Some gave money, some gave sweat equity. To where we coming into that school, mentoring, doing things. There are a group of kids in, there in that school that had never been outside of the county that are going to New York because the people helped raise money for them to go on a day trip. Mm-hmm. That was people coming together. That was Juan, bomb on Dixon. That was all people from all graces to coming together bringing their resources to make a difference so now just imagine collectively if we did it on a larger scale we picked a particular issue in this county and said you know what we're going to form a strategy we're going to perform a, a plan to how we're going to change the narrative
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's nothing we could not do
0: yeah agreed agreed I I you, you touched on some of those with your conversation with Reverend Ford about you know getting the faith communities and without question, and, yeah, and getting getting everything aligned to just tackle one thing. And one of the examples that came to mind was my friends in Davidson County who you know they they saw a need. They want they were big uh, BMX and mountain bikers. Yes. and they what they did was just start a trail initiative. They formed a, a community group. They went out and got some approvals from the from Davison County, and they went built. Uh, bike trails and what one of the uh, uh one of the unforeseen consequences was that is now people were using those trails as exercise trails because it was safe and it was in a place that was well patrolled right and it was people like every color of the spectrum doing it and and going back to social determinants i mean one of the things that's opened my eyes having these conversations is i mean i'm so you know uh so clueless about the these Things when it comes from my lived experience because I can leave my front yard and I can go run five or ten miles, feel perfectly safe, and right. and, and I just say, well, why can't everyone do that? Right. And and the truth is, there are people that live in places where it's not safe to do. You can't that. do it. You can't do it. And, and so that you know that is just one very high resolution example of how we think health. And taking care of oneself so easy, but for some people it is a struggle, and just day just to day. because of environment. Day um, to day. But uh, one of the, you know, just that example of Davidson County, some some people that had an interest that said, "Hey, we're going to go do this," and they didn't even see that that consequence of. Uh, uh, of people using the trails, uh, for their own health benefits, it, which was a great thing for the county. And, and, um, but if we were intentional about let's go build safe places for people to exercise and be healthy and let's provide them with, Hey, how about a fresh produce market on the route? You know, all these things that, that, that play into those healthy, uh, behaviors and healthy lifestyles. And, and, and we, I think we, t- a lot of us take it for granted, those of us with resources and, 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 uh, uh, well, I'll say it privilege, um, to, to just live and exist and, and use our agency without being in danger, without feeling unsafe. Um, I think if we, uh, realized not everyone has that and mm-hmm. we go and put some of that energy into places that, that don't, and try to lift lift that up as well. Um, we
1: we have to. We have to. I mean, we. I'm just amazed what I see from day to day. Sometimes how when we bring all our resources to the table, and I keep harping on that because um, we have the ability to do a lot of things. A lot of times, people say it comes down to dollars and cents, you know. But a lot of times, it don't make good sense. S e n s e. It mm-hmm. don't make you know. Yeah. And so, I. I I question sometimes, you know, why does it come down to dollars? Mm-hmm. You can't take them with you. Right? It's not like there's a shortage of it. You know, mm-hmm. we have the finances to do about anything we want to do in this county. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I think that it's going to take people like you, empowering people, through your podcast it's going to take people like you empowering people with the message you know sometimes you know you you hear the truth from so many so much that it causes you to think at the end of the day when you cause people to think and you cause people to start questioning that's when the magic takes place when you get people to take on a new mindset mm-hmm. you know, you can't run from this we can't lock this problem up we mm-hmm. can't handcuff it. We right. can't. Right. It's a social issue that causes criminal issues that causes so many other issues. Mm-hmm. It's a ripple effect. It's a
0: continuum. A yeah. continuum. Yeah. And
1: so we've got to address it at the root. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I. You know. And, and part of that is is um, reexamining our language that— that really biases how we see things, and one of those is like you say, residents or clients versus inmates. Because inmates, as soon as you say that word, we've checked out. Checked we don't out. care anymore. But if you say, uh, you know, currently uh, uh, involved with the criminal justice system, right. or you know, we're just calling clients. Right. But but one of the um, one of the guests I have talked about harm reduction, and they'd give out needles. To junkies, basically, mm-hmm. and we—that's a terrible word to use. How about uh, currently uh, drug use disorder? Right. I guess is the is the PC term for that. But but that you know, I never thought about that. Like you know, in the medical world, they say first do no harm. Well, how about reducing the harm that someone's already doing? I mean, mm. the, the, their their behavior is bad, but their intention is just to escape or feel better, or, or who knows what their intention is? We we can't read their minds, so we don't know. But we see their behavior as bad, and and instead of just locking that up which we can't do to everything you know we need to treat it as first let's minimize the harm they're doing and then figure out how to actually help them and and that kind of a segue to you know we we talk a lot of our programs deal with the opioid crisis and how to taper off people who are who who are addicted and and um find themselves in that situation have you seen some um plateauing or, or, or some you know improvements so, in that in Forsyth
1: so, County? Yeah, I, I've seen what we're trying to do in Forsyth County is that you know the opioid epidemic is not just in Forsyth County, but throughout this country. It's the worst epidemic this country has ever seen, according to the CDC. And I think that um, how we are addressing it is, once again, bringing people together by partnering with the mental health, by partnering with uh All the surrounding law enforcement agencies around here. You have to develop partnerships and coping mechanisms to to combat this epidemic. Mm -hmm. This is not an epidemic that you can fight alone. The police department. I need uh, doctors to sit on these uh, opioid panels in these discussions. We need people from uh, the workforce. We need people from uh, um, uh, Insight. We need people from all over this county because this opioid epidemic is, you know, a lot of people started the conversation, well, now it's an epidemic before when it was cracking, it was in the urban area and affecting a certain group of people, blacks, mm-hmm. no one seemed to talk about it, but now that it is spread out and now it's become an epidemic. So, I look at it like this, regardless of how we saw it, meaning past tense. Right now, it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's a life thing. It's a human thing. It's a human thing. Life and death thing, human thing. And so we have to approach it like that to where we've got to all get involved. And I want to say something. We've got to be careful what you just said how we say things, how we attach or describe something. Mm -hmm. right? Because how I see you will determine how I respond to you Mm -hmm. and what I'll do and how I will service you. Mm -hmm. So we can't look at people who suffer from an addiction as less than. Mm -hmm. We can't look at them as something that we want to discard because now once I see you as you said, an addict or something like that, I start to, I start Mm -hmm. to shy away from it. We can't do that. We've got to look at people regardless of where they are, the struggle that they have, as human beings, and we need to try to help them and remove them from where they are. Mm -hmm. Because if not, you do them harm. Mm -hmm. Because once you start labeling people and and assessing certain adjectives to them, Mm -hmm. people respond to them. If I say you are this, then people start to respond to you a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then you start to respond to yourself a certain way.
0: Yeah, I I I think that's right. And as you were talking there, I I keep going back to this uh, this place of of responsibility and accountability, and maybe uh, the lack of mentorship in our communities and, and like uh, and what I'm getting at is, is kids today kind of getting mixed messages of, yeah, they're supposed to become something. And, and you know, if you don't go to college, you're not going to make as much. And, you know, there's all these messages that kind of predefine what success looks like, but I don't think we're giving them the right message of, you know, success uh, can be just, you know, Take, you know, looking at your life and accepting responsibility and figuring out and being how to be resourceful Mm -hmm. and how to use what's in the community right now, not what it could be, but what it is right now, like the library where knowledge is just, you know, you're ready to be unlocked and community leaders that are just hungry for more people to help and mentor and but i think that these messages oh the world's going to end in 12 years anyway and and you know i just think the media is poisoning uh, and and the pop culture is poisoning young minds to where they just feel hopeless and Mm -hmm. and they and it leads them down the wrong path and and what are your thoughts on on pop culture and 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 just society messaging in our in our very consumer oriented society
1: (sighs) I think that, you know, because of technology and the invent of the Internet and so many systems, social media systems in our society, that we have created a lot of, we have created a lot of new cultures. Mm-hmm. They have emerged. I think that we've got to figure out, regardless of what culture you may go down or what pop culture, we've got to have something that connect us a blanket or something that makes us realize that we in this together. We can't continue to divide like we're dividing. Mm -hmm. I'm saddened every day when I see the country dividing, 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 constantly dividing, people setting up on sides versus interest group, versus what is right, versus what is truth, And so that bothers me, it does. But we've gotta continue to fight the good fight it's got to be people like you and me that that believe that we've got to be able to sit. Can we just talk? hmm Yeah. I th- I th- we can disagree. It's all right if we disagree. Right. But can we just talk? Can we walk away from the table respecting one another? Yeah. Can we walk away from the table without the venom, the hate? hmm You know, I'll show you. Can we walk away from the table realizing that, hey, we've got to figure out how to make this work together? Mm-hmm. Because what's happening in our society, what our children are doing now, is what they saw us do. All they saw growing up, they're mimicking that now. They were children and now they're adults. What did they get there from? They inherited a system, a culture, a way of life, values, morals that we showed them. Mm-hmm. And every generation, it keeps sparring in a different way. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure out how do we make sure that we stress this thing of connection, mm-hmm. connectivity, mm-hmm. that we're in this together.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I think that's a great message. I, I, you know, the sitting down and understanding each other, whether we agree or yeah. not, um, is important. Um, one of the things, what you. I was thinking of what does unite us other than being human and, and you know being born into the catastrophe that is that is the struggle of life, as you say uh, or as there's so many things that unites us here. Yeah, and, and one of the things I was getting at um, it was I, I saw a blog post one time that said the United Plates, and what it what the point of it was was no matter where you go, what brings us together? Sitting down to share a meal. And I I know I had Jeff Smith, Smitty on here, and he used to do this thing called Dinner with Eight plus Smitty. And he would bring disparate groups of people, you know, people from all walks of life and sit down and and just enjoy a meal with no preconceived agenda or anything. And, And I think that was that that would be one one way we could all you know sit out at the table and because it is food that brings us together and food is such a part of health food is medicine and and that would I, I'm just throwing that out there. No, as, no, no. As, as I, I, like I like that. I like that.
1: I like that.
0: And do that. And and that's where we share cultures. Too. Right. We say, oh, your grits are my polenta. Or, right. Or, 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 you know, <laughs> there's always, uh, yeah. everybody's got something with corn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like that. You know, you, you said something that, you know, as we talked, it sparked a thought in my mind. You know, when you said what unites us, you know, the country is the united. States of America you know mm-hmm. how did those Countries come together how did, those, how, how did those Colonies come together to form the United States of America mm-hmm. So you just start thinking and you bring that down First we gotta unite Our country unite Our states Unite our cities Unite our communities And then at the same time when you get down To the communities you gotta unite The people that live in those Cities mm-hmm. if you start at the bottom You don't have to worry about whether the United States or the or the or the the, uh, it's already united because Mm -hmm. as a as a as a community we are united. So if there's a problem in let's say East Winston, right? Mm -hmm. If I live in Clemens or Louisville or any other place in this county, we've got to unite our resources Mm -hmm. and see how can we fix this problem Mm -hmm. in East Winston. Mm Or the South Side, we've got to unite mm-hmm. and fix them. Yeah. The moment we start uniting and realize that this is our space and this is our place, we can conquer any adversity yeah. because we are united.
0: Yeah, well, United States... As in small state, the yeah. state of our own being. Exactly. Yeah, we unite each unite other. Unite each other. Yeah. Bottom no, line. That's great message, great message. Now, I'm going to turn to a darker subject. Go ahead. Um, human trafficking. Yes. I, I've read some statistics that we're in, you know, we rank high. Very high. And, and you know, that just, you know, is that, 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 was term. it 5
1: or 6? I can't remember. Was it 5 or 6 yeah, or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, I wrote yeah. it
0: down somewhere. But, um, yeah, that's disturbing to me. That, to me, to is, me too. is even more egregious than just drug abuse or, or drug use, illegal substances, whatever. I think human trafficking, because so you're taking someone's freedom away.
1: So, you know, we had um, uh special agent, uh, I'll just use his initials, DC, um, from... Um, Homeland Security Ice, a uh, good friend of mine. I worked with him when I was an agent. He was on your podcast. Exactly. Yeah. He was on the podcast. Um, and we talked about a lot of things. And one of the things that we talked about was human trafficking. And he explained uh, a lot of things as to why it's happening and why we rank so high is because, you know, people do so many things for money, power, and That's just another avenue of bringing someone, holding someone, getting someone involved in something, uh, trafficking human beings. And so I think that once again, once again, if we unite and bring our attention to a specific issue or problem, Mm
0: -hmm. we can conquer it.
1: Mm I think a lot of times we have just become so stagnated and inundated with problems to where we expect to hear them. You know, when I was growing up, if you heard uh, a homicide or a number of homicides that we've had, you'd be appalled. You'd be outraged. You know, I grew up in an era where people um didn't lock their doors. Mm-hmm. I've been in some parts of this, in this state where the church is open. Mm-hmm. All week long and there's no one there. Yeah. Well people in certain communities could go into the church and pray if they wanted to, mm-hmm. sit, meditate, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Now you wouldn't dare do that. Mm-hmm. You'd be scared somebody's gonna vandalize, go in and steal something, steal the pews. I mean all yeah, you know, types copper
0: out of the wall. It's <laughs> copper out of
1: the wall, exactly, right? And so we have, we we have got to realize that this society has moved in a totally different way than what it used to be. And we've got to realize that if we bring our attention together to address human trafficking, mm-hmm. to address the opioid, to address the health issues, mm-hmm. we do it in fragmentation. You know, we'll put a little tension here, a little tension here, a little attention here, not enough resources, not enough money. Mm-hmm. Well, ain't nobody I know yet. But eventually, if you don't know somebody you that's will. been affected by the opioid crisis, you will. Mm-hmm coming to a family near you soon, trust me. And so my point is that if we start to focus on an issue, you know what comes to my mind as I was talking as a little boy uh, in a science class, they used to have the microphone glass, I don't know if you ever had seen that experiment, and they would hold the microphone glass in the sun, we would go outside, right, and the teacher would say, move it around, move it around. And it wouldn't do nothing. But then they take that leaf and you hold the microphone glass steel, and allow all that energy to come through the microphone glass and zoom in on that one, concentrate that energy in the one place, it would burn a hole through the leaf, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What I'm saying is that if we concentrate all that energy in the one place and one space, all that resource, all that power, in the one specific issue that we have, mm-hmm. we burn a hole through it. Yeah. We dissipate it.
0: So how do we do that
1: with human trafficking? <laughs> so how we do that with human trafficking is that a lot of times people see something, know something, but won't say something. Mm-hmm. Right? People need to get involved. Mm-hmm. Our silence is what cripples us. Mm-hmm. Our silence in our communities is what hinders us. We don't want to say something. We don't want to get involved. So how do you address that with human trafficking? You say something. Mm-hmm. You see something, you know something, you get involved, right? The same way we do in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Speak out. Say something. The mm-hmm. same way we do with opioid. Say something.
0: Well, let me ask you this, real practical, um, you know, for the healthcare professionals out there listening, what are some signs that they should see, they should be looking for, or, or if they see signs that Hand don't seem right? Yeah.
1: Anytime you see, one of the things that I've learned, that when you start engaging people, people will tell you and share some things with you that people are just warning you to engage. They're afraid to say something. As a healthcare professional, are you afraid at home? Are you comfortable at mm-hmm. home? When you ask those questions, you notice now when you go to the hospital, they ask you, "Are you afraid in your own home?" Yeah, you feel safe. You feel safe, right? That's why they're asking you yeah, that because yeah, yeah. that's prying, which leads into another question. Mm-hmm. If you say yes, right? So as everyday people, we see people, uh, we see people that are working. We see people that in certain places. How are you doing? Get to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go into the store. I go into a store out in Clemens all the time. Miss Betsy is the cashier that works there. I know everything about Miss Betsy. Me and Mm Miss Betsy talk. I stand in the store sometime and chat with her. You know, we have a grand old conversation at the BP, right? Mm -hmm. Get to know people. Yeah. You know, it's like every day you pass something, you never notice it. Then one day, say, "Wow, when did they put that up there?" It's been there all along. You just didn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. In other words, be 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 conscious uh, of your surroundings, and your environment. Engage people, and then that's how we start to figure out that ain't right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to call and report something.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: child. Something is wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Get involved.
0: Well, I think that's a good message. I'm I'm thinking about my kids when you say be aware. um, They're so drawn into this little four-inch screen they have in front of them that they don't even see what's going on. I mean, situational awareness is just unsafe in general when you're walking down the sidewalk and you're clueless about what's going on. But just in in our overall society, I think we're so plugged into things that aren't. Even in arm's length of ourselves, you know, we're trying to figure out what happens in New Hampshire yesterday or, or Iowa last week, or we're so plugged in with, you know, our sports team Mm -hmm. or whatever that we don't even see what's going on around us. And I think that's, I think there's, I really think there's going to be an overcorrection and a movement to, 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 uh, against technology or not against it, but just, but just easing up on its use. And I've, I've had to confiscate, two of my kids' phones last night. So it's very real to me because they were just they were they were shunning their responsibilities because they were so caught up into things that aren't even real or aren't even, you know, touchable oh, that's. In, in their world, you know. And I just think that that's a sign of society, too. I think we're all so caught up in the things that we really don't have any control of, the things we actually do have control, we're ignoring. We're, we're not accepting our responsibility for that. And I think that's 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 dangerous where we're heading. I I really am an optimist. I think we live at the, in the greatest country in the greatest time in, after the enlightenment that there ever has been, yet we're drilling our attention further and further away from our local communities.
1: So true. So true. I was kind of glad to know that I'm not the only person that confiscates the kids' <laughs> phone. I mean, I was thinking about last night. I came home, and I was fussing with my kids. You know, they know it's Tuesday, and the next day is Wednesday. You know the trash can need to be rolled down to the curb. Mm-hmm. So I come home last night from work and get home about eleven forty-five, twelve o'clock, and the trash cans had been rolled down. So here I am at midnight rolling trash cans down mm-hmm. to the curb. When you guys got off of the bus at 4 o'clock in the daylight, time, yeah. you could have rolled the cans down for me. Yep. So I said, you know how I'm going to fix that? Today you'll be without phones. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they brother I... Do something horrific than to take their phones from them. It's like they feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, it kind of makes them refocus. You know, spend time away from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Spend
1: time doing something else. Spend time on improving yourself. Yeah. You're know, very rare do people spend at least an hour a day on self improvement. Yeah. Very few people spend an hour a day on self improvement. Mm-hmm. Reading, writing, uh, thinking, meditating, silence, even fitness, yeah. fitness, yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so important. And, 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 you know, just back to something keeps bringing me back to the library. I mean, talk about a county with rich resources. Our library system is incredible. I mean, Mm -hmm. that new downtown library is amazing. And every one of those books that contains these words that most kids today Aren't even paying attention. It's just like, this is boring. There's just words on the page. And it's like, every one of those words is power because your mind is unlocking that. And when you're just watching videos on the phone or watching people goof on TikTok or whatever it is, you're, you're just, you're, you're dumbing yourself down. You're not unlocking your potential. And I just, I don't know. I keep coming back at the health of the community is so, uh, uh, reliant on the knowledge of the citizenry. And we have such tremendous resource right there, accessible on, you know, the bus goes by there, the, it's, it's walkable. I tell you. You know, it's, it's, it just pains me that, that our kids aren't taking advantage of that. And, and they're, they're so, so, uh, consumed in their little screens that they don't see the value.
1: I, I have to, since you say libraries, I have to give kudos and great respect to our county commissioners, mm-hmm. uh, who have, saw fit to make sure we had some amazing library uh county libraries need to see the one in kernersville very nice uh Mm -hmm. they've done an outstanding job so i must give kudos to our county commissioners who have made sure that our libraries are state of the Mm arts so uh, i have to thank them for that here in forsyth county but uh you're right. The library is free. Uh, a wealth plethora of information, uh, resources, computers—all that you Podcast need. Podcast studio. Podcast, yeah, it could change your life.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, I, that's what I like to. You know, if there's any message I would, you know, for our listeners today, just know that there are resources out there that are free of charge that you could go do what we're doing right now. If you've got something to say and you you want you think it's it's something that you want people to hear. Go do it. Yeah. You, you, I want to empower people to do that because knowledge is power, communication. I mean, I didn't know you before today. Right. Um, and, and I went and dove into your podcast and I learned a whole lot about you and, and I just really appreciate how I vulnerable appreciate you that. are. And how willing you are to share that with others and, and how m- important that is to build trust. Because when when I you know, if I see the sheriff car pull up, you know, my bias would say, Oh gosh, what's this about? You know, but now it's like, that's the sheriff. He's 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 a human, he he's a great guy and he's he's doing all these things to that, that really empower people and, well, and not something to, to to shy away from.
1: Well, I appreciate that. What I would tell you. Uh, is that I haven't always been willing to be vulnerable. I haven't always been willing to be transparent. But, you know, you come to a place in life, uh, you know, uh, Maslow talked about this thing of hierarchy of needs, and you come mm-hmm. to this place of self-actualization. Yep. And I think that I finally reached that to where I know who Bobby Kimbrough is. I know that no matter what you say or someone says about me, it does not affect, who I am And, and my capabilities mm-hmm. And so if I could say anything Or leave somebody With something Is that We all have the power To transform mm-hmm. We all have the power To empower one another mm-hmm. We all have the ability To change atmospheres Landscapes And we all have the ability To change situations if we just use that power To do that uh, It's an amazing thing What we could be
0: Yeah I think that's a great message Is who you are Not what you are fact exactly. and, and, and you brought up Maslow's I think I've got Maslow's pyramid over here somewhere yeah, but yeah. but but back to empowering those with with less than we have and um back to social determinants i mean if you look at maslow's pyramid down at the bottom are food shelter and safety closer, all, all the, basics. the basics and and we have people in our own communities that don't have, have the basics, the basics. And, and and what we need to try to help everyone do is reach that pinnacle of the pyramid, the top of the you know where the eyeball is, where you can see that your purpose in life is to help others, to serve humanity, and, and I'm blessed to walk these halls where there's PhDs, like you said, on every door. On every and door. There's, there's uh, ten or twelve languages being spoken every day, and and these people have dedicated their lives to the service of humanity, and it's a wonderful thing. And if we could all reach that point, what a wonderful world. And, and we just got to all know that there are people out there without the basic level of this pyramid that we all seek to 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 climb up and push that stone up the and hill. If you
1: don't have the basics, you'll never have what they talk about, self-esteem.
0: That's right, and self-actualization. and self-actualization.
1: Yeah. If you don't have the basic needs of life, it affects your self-esteem.
0: And you can never know who you are. Exactly. You can never know who you are. Well, Sheriff Kimbrough, I really appreciate no, you coming. I appreciate you.
1: It was a pleasure meeting you. You're doing an awesome job. Keep doing what you're doing because, you know, that's where the magic is, giving people true information, giving people information regardless of opinionated and regardless of a political affiliation, just giving people information, mm-hmm. causing people to think. And I thank you for doing what you're doing.
0: Well, I appreciate it. i enjoyed it. it. Yeah, enjoyed I'd love it. to have you back. I mean, oh, there's, there's 100 topics and 100 anytime. questions that I know I didn't even get to. But anytime. We'll, we'll I've do enjoyed it again. It. Let's do it. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you.